In a tower by the river, there lived a man. There was a man who took a stand with pen and paper in his hand, defeating foes in every ward with a pen more mighty than the sword. No escape from his ink lasso in a tower by the river, Castle. Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. Welcome into another edition of the Chicago Way with John Katz and myself, Jeff Carlin. Joining us this week is the great Tom Serafin, one of the preeminent political minds in Chicago and Illinois. And some maybe even say the world, uh, of course, of Seraphim and Associates and the Crisis Cast, which is a great podcast. You should check it out. If you like us, I bet you'll like them. And of course, we are joined by John, who's in process of recovering at Shirley Ryan Ability Lab. And John, what do you got for us this week? You know, just a few weeks ago, I was certain that the, the city was dying, or at least in bad trouble. Bad juju, bad form, bad everything. And then what happened? I found out that I, too, was in bad form with bad juju. And now I've ended up at the Shirley Ryan Ability Lab after heart surgery at the uh, University of Chicago. And, uh, guys, the city might be doing okay, better than me, but, you know, we're both in there fighting, me and Chicago. (laughs) We're still up on our feet. We're still fighting. So that's that's the status. What prompted you uh, to go to the hospital to begin with? I think it was uh, good friends of mine. Um, Betty, you, Jeff, others telling me, uh, you know, I think it was, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm a little, a little foggy now. Sure. When did they find out that there was, hundred percent blockage in all the arteries. Right. Well, John, correct me if I'm wrong, but my, my memory of it, what happened was that you, you had had the surgery shortly after the first year to, to fix the shoulder. Right. Right. The second shoulder. And you and I, you and I talked the day after you were complaining of some issues with the like painkillers that weren't doing the job or they were just making you feel off. And then my understanding is that that's when things Decided you said that weren't weren't the way they should be, and you went back to the hospital, and then other tests involved came from that, and then we wound up no understanding that there was a serious issue going on. Yeah, there's a serious issue, and the the good people at the um, the heart center at the University of Chicago found that there was a hundred percent blockage. Do <laughs> you believe that? How many Polish sausage can a guy eat? Hundred percent blockage in 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 four. Uh, arteries and they did a quadruple bypass and in the uh process where they gut you like a like a clam and take your ribs and bend them around your heart just like Jarl uh Borg in uh, the Vikings sure do you know how this works if you want to be king you must kill me you no, what about you? No, no, anyone who wants to be king? They found out that, uh, you know, they, they, that I had a stroke. 
So not only did I have a congestive heart problem and a, and a, you know blockage, then there was a stroke on top of it. And all that then came Shirley Ryan, Shirley Ryan Ability Lab to the rescue. And I've been descended upon <laughs> by, good, by good doctors, Dr. Harvey, for example, and a great team of these fantastic young women, professional young women who are stronger than me, smarter than me, <laughs> more relentless than me. And it's like having guys, it's like having, like if you had daughters and you took uh, your daughters with you on a trip and they were protecting you. And these women are doing that. They are protecting me from the attack on my, of my brain, on my, on my body. Sure. They're, they're attacking, they're protecting me in so many different ways, pushing me, prodding me telling me not to give up, um, making me walk. You know, we're doing these uh, walk exercises. With, right. um, You're with, on your uh, feet? I'm on my feet, you know, eight days after, yeah. you know, eight days after the, the surgery, I was on my feet. And wow. I'm pushing, and I, I expect I want to get out in like a week or two. And I, you know why? Because there's stuff going on in the city. A little this bit. It's called the mayoral election, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, – Tom and Jeff are involved, so why shouldn't John be involved? I mean, why do you guys get all the fun? <laughs> well, John, I uh, I know it's been a, been quite a, uh, an ordeal, but hey, how's Betty doing in all this? I know we don't really bring her into too much of the podcast if we can avoid it, but uh, she she's got to be burning the candle at both ends. Is she okay? She's the most wonderful in the world. Next to these uh, young women who are, you know, like the uh, – the, the therapists, mm -hmm. the uh, the women, the young women that make you walk, the young women that plant their knee behind your thigh so you <laughs> you don't fall, and are incredibly strong, and who exhort you like say another five steps, keep going. It's like having uh, Gary Cohorn in at uh, Richards High School being my therapist, you know. But um, Betty, on top of all that, and you know what. Just as I'm speaking about her, guess who walks in the room? <laughs> I, I really want you to hear from her, Jeff. And um, Hi, sweetheart. Good morning. Tom and Jeff have some questions for you, Betty. Here, please sit down. Yes. Good morning, Betty. We were just talking about how you're dealing with all this, going back and forth and, and keeping things on track and keeping John on out of, in line because uh, – He's very colorful, as we all know, and I imagine yes. the, the nurses and the doctors have gotten a taste of that. Yes, and um, I believe that every nurse has been entertained by John <laughs> in one way or another. Her eyebrows are flying off her forehead now. And, um, yeah, it's been a challenge, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't like getting bossed. Yeah. As I, as I tell... Uh, Betty and I've told all the, the the nurses and the therapists, the mayor of Chicago, the governor, the senators, even the outfit bosses don't tell me what to do. So I'm going to like be told what to do by a bunch of professional young ladies. But you know what? I am because I know what's good for me. So they can tell me what to do whenever they want. No. 
So hopefully that will continue when um, John returns home. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Betty, this is Tom. Uh, tell us, you know, the, uh, what you've seen before and after uh, in John uh, when he went to the hospital and discovered the blockage. Uh, now the heart is working at 100%. Uh, yeah. You, you're positive functioning. About things, right? Yes, I'm very positive. Um, the care has been exceptional at University of Chicago and at Shirley Ryan. And I believe that they absolutely know what they're doing. And he is in the best place, in the best hands. And we are very grateful. What did I look like? Was I like a foggy... Was my, you know, did I look like a stoner, like lost in space? And then uh, when I found out what was going on, how did I? Well, no, because um, up until the surgery, you were typing at your computer, <laughs> writing the open heart column. And uh, after that, very, you know, struggling days. But we are definitely on the upswing. Um, I've seen a great improvement in John over the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just been phenomenal to watch. Yeah, you're right, honey. I I did write a column right before. Mm-hmm. It was called The Open Heart. Mm-hmm. One of your best, John. There's a little backstory to that column. Can yeah. I tell you something? Yeah. I, I don't think I've told anyone. There's only three people who really know it. And it's me, Steve the Pilot, and Ross the Baker. In that column, The Open Heart, I found up through one of the s- subscription image services that I use for the column, you know, photography mm-hmm. and illustration and so forth. I found a river in Sweden and it looks to me very much like a passage, like a chunk of the river up North that I write written about. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about those boys, uh, Steve, the pilot and Ross, the baker on that river up North, uh, with me, maybe someday, and uh, and once they when they saw it, they immediately thought of what I was going for. And uh, it's good to have stuff you want to get to, you know, mm-hmm. things you're hoping to get to, like goals, you know, mm-hmm. like being able to fish again, being able to walk a r- river again by myself. Um, although I'll probably take all these ther- these young lady therapists and <laughs> Dr. Harvey, along with supervision from uh, Betty Cass and Ann, Ann Serapin. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the uh, to have a goal to get out there and to do something in the, in the wilderness, in the, in the woods, in the nature is something that I just, I can't wait. And I'm always thinking about a friend of ours. I don't know if you knew him too well, Jeff, but, Tom and I did. His name was Joe Tiber, and he loved fishing uh, on the rivers up there in Wisconsin, not Michigan. And uh, so it's the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Get out, enjoy yourselves, be in the world that God created for you. Turn off that virtual world, <laughs> which is just words and nonsense made by demons to trick you, and enjoy, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Am I too spiritual? I would think after what you've been through that uh, you had moments of great spirituality where you were, Man. you know, on the edge of of life and going into an emergency surgery, a quadruple bypass, 
uncertain of the outcome and uh, to get to the other side. Uh, what were your personal feelings about yourself? And I know your brother talked about it on, on the podcast, but what, what were your feelings? I uh, didn't think about coming out of the other side or not. I thought of myself as a dead man and I love my wife and she's looking at me now. I don't mean I'm giving up because I'm not giving up, mm-hmm. but I'm of the belief that uh, we're born to die. We're living yeah. creatures. We're given this beauty, beauty of, of others' company, mm-hmm. of our friends, of, our, of, of other consciousnesses around us, of the movement of a fish around us, of the, of the thrumming of a, of a grouse around us, of the, of the wings breaking on a pheasant as you're, as you're shooting him, as the dog runs, as all this happens. And uh, these are wonderful gifts from God. And I, and I always thought that we're here as dead men. I'm a dead man. Because my, uh, my eventual um, ending is not an ending like, other, like many others believe. My ending is a continuation in the, in the word of God and uh, in, in Jesus' name. And so I've never been afraid of it. Your, your deep faith in God and the love of your wife, Betty, and your two boys, and your brothers, and uh, your whole family has uh, been you know, very much behind you. Tell us a little bit about, about all of that, waking up. You know, when you woke up, what did you first see when you yeah. woke up after all that? When I first woke up at the University of Chicago, at the uh, wonderful Duchess Law Center, I I was hallucinating somewhat, and I thought I was in the offices of the Orthodox Patriarch. <laughs> Weird, huh? I, it was like it was like a like I was in a re- religious office. My, of a Greek Orthodox office of some sort. I can't, it's, it's odd, and I've never told anybody. It's just, and I was lost in a maze of rooms. And then I couldn't get up out of my bed because they had just gutted me like a clam and a fish. Mm. And so they had, they had done the shoulder surgeries and then the chest surgery, and there's no way I could move or finagle my way out of bed. And I was like lost, and I was trying to, puzzle my way out and I was telling myself man does not live in captivity and I was trying to escape like I don't know like some sort of Captain Kirk trying to escape like a like a like a maze or something a, a trap and I, and the, the the beds kept shooting off you know like Jeez. he's getting up get up stay down stay stay still sir and the and the uh, the, the you know, nurses kept talking to me Stay down. Keep. He's trying to get up again, and then I'd get up, and then they'd give me something to keep me quiet for a while. And as soon as it would wear off, I'd try to get up again. Eventually, I got these lovely, uh, tough. Like I'm serious. The women and and men of Shirley Ryan that are helping me here. They will push you till you want to quit, and beyond you want to quit, but they won't let you quit, and they'll. They'll exhort you, just like 
like I said, like a, an old football coach, you know, when you're, when you're digging in the last 20 meters and you can't even breathe and you're in full of rage and power and you're expelling it, you know, through your nose, like you're breathing out your nose or your mouth and exploding. And I, I, it's the same idea. Walking with one foot, walk out, push the other foot, uh, push the hands, force the hands to work. That's where I am now. And I'm going to get back there, everybody. I won't be Fred Astaire on the dance floor, but I'm going to get out there. You know, I've still got sons who might get married someday. I want to dance with my wife at uh, their weddings. So, yeah. It sounds as though this is, uh, in an odd way, uh, you have been given a gift through this whole process, you know, in the way you reflect upon it. The first voice face I saw was my wife's. And I started waking up after the first surgery, after the heart surgery. And they took the heart and froze me, you know, froze it and froze me kind of like that to, to cool it down. So Betty, boys came by to see me. I've been, I've talked to you guys. And you know what? So many other uh, listeners and readers, my family, people stopping by just to see you know, just to see if I was okay. And all that, all that is part of a, a part of a world that is so beautiful to me that people care about me. I know a friend of mine tells me that readers want to go on this adventure with me and they want to feel like they're part of it. And every time Tom and Jeff, when you bring stuff like this up and, it gives them a chance to take a step with me. And I just want them to understand that I love them so much. And I love going on this adventure with them. The, the adventure that we're given, the, the world that we're given as children, some of us don't make it to, for many years. Some do. Is a world that it's infinite in the, in the combinations that it, it poses to us. It's infinite in the love that is evident by every living creature surrounding us. Just think of it when you're at church or you're with your wife or you're with your kids. And just take a silent, quiet moment deeply understand how lucky we are. And, uh, you know, we're getting, we're getting closer to the sooner or later, we're getting closer to the time of Lent and of fasting of reflection. I'm sorry if people think I'm too Christian for them, but, uh, guess what? I, I've never changed. <laughs> the same guy who's been writing, who's been writing uh, that Christmas Eve Eve column mm-hmm. for the last twenty five years, he's not changed. That's the whole business. It's it's never changing. It's never changing, guys, and it's out there. And I just want, I just hope that everybody kind of smells the roses, you know. Smell that coffee. Smell the roses. <laughs> take, a, take a deep breath. You know what I mean? Enjoy. Sure. 
enjoy it. Well, it's, it sounds like your faith has carried you through heavily uh, on top of all the uh, love and support from your f- the family and friends and everyone. And it's a good, it's a, a good way to be, John, a good perspective that I think if more of us realize that the human condition is universal and we all end the same way, things might be a little better. We all end with the same question on our lips. Mm-hmm. Or many of us do. And some don't. Some some know exactly what the answers are. But, uh, you know, it's just out there. So reach for it. That door, I keep writing about that door in the Christmas Eve column. The door is mm-hmm. always open. Just reach for it and see. And that's the love that uh, you don't want to believe in Christ. You don't want to believe in God. You want to believe in some something else like some uh, some intelligence whatever you want to i don't care it really doesn't change things and it doesn't change my view of you it's out there and okay think of it as some sort of omniscient power think of it whatever you however you want to think of it it's bigger than you one thing that my wife has always taught me bigger than us and the love emanating from it bigger than us. And so uh, the love that everyone has shown me, you, Tom Serafin, Jeff Carlin, all the readers and listeners of the podcast, the readers of John Cass News, You've shown me that I'm not alone, and you've you've sent me letters and, and messages to exhort my my spirits, and it makes me want to do battle for you. Because, guys, you know what? While I've been recuperating here in um, here at beautiful downtown Shirley Ryan <laughs> Ability Labs. And something else is going on. The city of Chicago is in the balance. And you might not think that it's in trouble, but you know what? Why? Because the buildings are still standing. The city is in serious trouble. The only thing that we can say is, thank God we're not Memphis. If we were Memphis, we'd have worse to to deal with. Yeah, that's for sure. I don't know what's going to happen. What do you guys think is going to happen? I got a feeling that uh, every day means that Paul Vallis gets closer and closer to getting in the runoff. Anybody with that thought? And does 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 Lori Lightfoot make the runoff? Well, I defer to Tom on that one. I think the mayor is, uh, you know, she's a fighter and a scrapper in this particular mm-hmm. campaign, and uh, she's got uh, a group of people around her that are, are taking, you know, no prisoners in her campaign and we're going yeah. into the last four weeks. So it's, it's a Donnybrook. I think, you know, the top three, Chewy, Mayor Lightfoot and Paul Vallis are all within the margin of error. Paul Vallis leading by a few, few percentage points, depending on whose poll you're looking at. Mm-hmm. I think the mayor would like to run against Paul Vallis in the, in the, uh, in the uh, yeah. election between February 28th and April 4th in the, in that particular runoff, because 
She believes she has the troops and the ability to win. Uh, against Chewy, it's going to be more difficult from her uh, cons- consultant's point of view. So uh, she's been hammering uh, Chewy Garcia, the congressman, for the last three or four weeks on television. Continues to do so. Paul is uh, uh, Paul Vallis has been you know out there in the streets, you know, campaigning. He's got the money raised. Uh, more people are gravitating yeah. towards his candidacy as he continues to show some movement. Uh, so you know, by you know, it's top three right now and you know uh willie wilson is uh you know in some of the polls getting more than you know 24 25 percent of the african-american vote african-american vote leading in that category mm-hmm. you know how many people are voting you know they say early balloting uh early mm-hmm. votes are the are, are, are a good key and absentee ballots have been asked at, at record numbers as of today so mm-hmm. uh you might get a good turnout, you know, larger the turnout, the, the, the better it is for uh, people like, uh, you know, Paul Vallis and uh, Congressman Garcia. Uh, Mayor Lightfoot has a constituency she, she needs to activate and she's making that effort. But, you know, the problem Congressman Garcia has and, and Mayor Lightfoot is they have more than 90 percent name ID. Yeah. yeah, they're they're in the high teens, low 20s, depending on the on the ballots. I mean, on, on the, on the polls. Well, you know, either people, you? Yeah. either people aren't paying attention yet, or they, they are paying attention. <laughs> but, but but because decided. of Chicago and because of the weather and because of money uh, and because of situations that are happening, and you'll see a lot of endorsements in the next couple of weeks for each each and every one of these individuals. Uh, you know, you got to get your votes out. You get your votes out, uh, you can actually win. She gets her votes out. She identifies that vote. She can get it out. Uh, 25% should get her into the runoff, but, uh, you know, it's, you know, she should be there now, which she isn't, uh, mm. but there's still a lot of time left and, uh, Congressman Garcia should be there. You know, he, he started out with 27, 28% in his polls and he's in the 19, 18, depending on whose, whose numbers you're looking at. So, uh, the surprise candidacy, I would probably say is Paul Vallis. Uh, he's leading the pack right now. Uh, and he's been steady. He's been the tortoise, and he's just been, you know, steady moving forward. Brandon Johnson is uh, picking up some momentum. Uh, Willie Wilson is doing exactly what everybody thought he would, you know, <laughs> standing firm and, and, you know, looking for a good turnout yeah. from his constituency. So uh, you're going to have a lot to write about when you, you get back to the typewriter, or I should say the keyboard, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got to get, I got to get, yeah, I got to get some software in order to help me get to that uh, keyboard, maybe Dragonware or something. Yeah, there's a bunch of good ones out there, yeah. Or maybe I'll just have, uh, maybe Jeff will just wear a, a, a like a cocked hat like uh, a colonial <laughs> hat and and then scribe it down. For me. Be out next dictate to me. me? All right. I can, I can be yeah, confused. Yeah. I can do that. With a, with your, a pro- your, your prognosis <laughs> sounds very good, uh, it does, John. Yeah. And you've been through the war and yeah. back, and uh, you sound you sound strong and and they have you moving around on both Real feet. Strong. You know, and m- must be very hard with soldier shoulder surgery yeah. just before heart surgery. How do you how do you how you know you know, how do you how is that how are your shoulders coming around? Well, they can't grab my shoulders to lift me up. Yeah, and uh, and so they they have to lower the bed. And then my feet, my my very long legs of 
you know, as anyone knows me, my legs fit in the shopping bag. They're so short, <laughs> but uh, they, they have to lower the bed so that I can grab my, grab the floor with my gripper socks, old man gripper socks. And then uh, they, they get me up and then, then we begin, we begin the day. Wow, John, uh, you're going to be a whole new machine on the other side of this and ready to hit, hit all the rivers. Uh, I can see it. I'm just going to say goodbye. I've got a uh, very important stuff to do. I got to get my therapy going. Yeah. We've, we've taken a lot of your energy and time, John, you sit, you save it for what's important. That's getting better. So we're going to let you go. Well, God bless Betty and, and you and your recovery process. And it sounds like you're doing very well. The Lord has been good to you. Um, I'm so lucky. I'm the luckiest man, 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 man on the face of the earth. earth, earth, earth. <laughs> but one thing I need you to help me with, did you help me with? I, I have a friend of mine who's suggested, friends of mine have suggested that Betty write a column and to call it Life with John. Just how wonderful <laughs> it is to spend time with me. And I just think, wouldn't that be wonderful? It is, I, but you'd want her to be honest. <laughs> I'm gonna. Vote, I'm on Betty's side for this one, John. She's got a lot yeah. already on her plate, so I think you uh, you hold that one in the queue. Okay, boys. God bless you. Bye. Well, for uh, the great Tom Serafin, one of our favorite political minds of Serafin and Associates. And, of course, the Crisis Cast. Check him out. It's a, it's a fun podcast, too. If you like what we do, you like what they do, for sure. And, of course, for John Cass, you know, husband, father, Greek Orthodox, Christian, and proprietor of JohnCassNews.com, myself, Jeff Carlin, executive producer at WGN Radio. So for John, Tom, myself, Betty, and everybody else here at the Chicago Way, I hope you're happy, healthy, and wise. And we'll talk to you again next time.